Hello, everyone. I am Ryan O'Clavin, and welcome to the best and worst of Walt Disney World. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the best character meet and greet areas that are dedicated to those meet and greets. And to join me for this conversation, we have Mr. Charles Boda. Hello. Mr. Steve Porter. Hello. Mr. Craig Williams. Hi. And of course, myself, as I already introduced. So um, so we are talking about character meet and greets that aren't just like the casual one. You see the character out there. We're talking about areas that have been built and are dedicated to those being uh, meet and greet. Now, for this, what we've done is we've each picked a favorite area. Charles is a little more... Um, Inexperienced. Yes, yeah, so. a little more inexperienced on this front because uh, uh, he He's hates hollow. characters. <laughs> He's hollow and leaves, leads a vacant existence. Yes, 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 yes. Nothing makes him happy. <laughs> um, so, he is dead inside. But um, So we're each going to pick one, and we're going to talk a little bit about it and uh, why, we, uh, why we enjoy it. So, Steve. Okay. What do you like? Uh, I enjoy uh, Pete's Silly silly Sideshow. Where can I find this meet and greet? It is in the Magic Kingdom at Mm -hmm. Storybook Mm -hmm. Circus, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. back in, kind of in the corner of the the park. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can meet Goofy and Donald and Daisy and... um, Daisy. Sorry. (laughs) I don't like Daisy. Uh, And Minnie. And Minnie. Um, And they are all in their, like, circus uh, sideshow outfits which is always fun when they're in something different than they're just traditional uh costumes um and you get you know there's kind of two lines that you can choose between it's the goofy and donald side or the mini and daisy side mm-hmm. um but you do get to meet you know two characters for one line so that's a bonus it's not like you're just meeting the one um and it's all shaded and air conditioned um i do like that big tent because because it, it, it's just not just it's like merchandise but then they've got the um the uh candy like area in mm-hmm. the center there you can get your hats in there it was a lot going on and then you've got the character meet and greet yeah too, you know? um and you know so i if I'm an AC, I'm usually good with with waiting. And again, I like those costumes. The backdrops are not just like, um, at, you know, the character spot in Epcot is a good example of a bad meet and greet. Because for me, those backdrops are just basically, uh, you know, colors or like little drawings they're, they're plastered basic. on the wall. Yeah, this is like, you know, there's real props behind the characters, which adds, you know, something to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes it a little bit more fun. Well, because they all have their story, too. So, like, Goofy in this is the great Goofini. So, it's his, he looks like a test, kind of like Barnstormer, almost mm-hmm. in a way, like a stunt person, mm-hmm. test pilot type of thing. Uh, Daisy is Madame Daisy Fortuna. So, she's got the, oh, she's the fortune, the fortune teller, teller yeah. aspect to her. Uh, Minnie is the... Um, Parisian poodle trainer. So she's got that look going on. Um, Donald has like kind of like the magician mm-hmm. style to him. Like not, not your standard one, but kind of like a classic, like uh, almost Egyptian magician style going on to it. So I, I enjoy that. Um, I enjoy that it's, you know, you still have your place. Where you can meet all these characters normal. But then if you've done that a hundred times, if you have Donald wearing his normal sailor outfit, Minnie in her classic garb, all of that, this is a way to meet the characters in a different, in different a story. Aspect. Yeah. In, yeah. A, in a story that, that fits in completely with it. So, um, I, that's what I'm, I like that. And I like that Donald is the amazing Donaldo. It's fancy. Yeah, and it owe to anything, and it makes it fancier. Oh, well, absolutely, Craigo. Rayano. Uh, Rayano. Rayano. <laughs> the great Rayano. <laughs> I'm um, just Steve-O, and he's already a person. Yeah. So, and he's not a proud 
person to be happy about. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, for me, one of my favorite um, areas actually is the launch bay. You know, um, I when I think about the launch bay, sometimes I think it's kind of just like a. When it started, I was like, "Blah, this is lame." Like it's just trying to get people on the Star Wars hype train. Um, but honestly, the more I've thought about it, and the more I've been there, is the more it, it has real cool opportunity to it because not only is it like a meet and greet area but it also has like props from the movies and then it's got merchandise from star wars is in there um you know and um it's just it it's like a cool environment and again you can't beat inside air conditioned you know you've got the uh the launch bay theater in there too um it's well, yes what i like about the meet and greets here is when you're waiting in the queue you're kind of winding around some of like the not props but like little um like, like artifacts different light, lightsabers yeah. from different like eras you, of Star Wars. You've got the Wars. helmets from like the um the uh, I can't remember troopers and yeah. And then what is uh Boba Fett a Mandalorian? You've got like the Mandalorian armor in there. The helmets, right? Aren't there different Mandalorian helmets in there? Yes. Okay. There's, I, there's a lot. Yeah, it's a, a lot there. of stuff. But, and and it's, but one of my favorite things is like it's not just like the typical Star Wars characters too. Like you can go get a picture with like BB-8, and I I think that is one of my favorite little meet and greets areas. Like you it? know, you don't like BB-8? I mean, I, that's probably one of the I like Star Wars launch bays meet and greets with Kylo Ren and Chewbacca. But BB-8 is for me is like you're just standing next to a prop. No, but he moves his head and beeps at you. Yeah. It's not just it's like just the, not for me. Well, he's not the prop BB-8. You go and you're like, "Hey BB-8, how are you?" And he's like, he, "Well, he's not. Mo- his head moves, but he is." I stationary. know the ball doesn't move, Steve. Don't ruin the magic. Well, I just love BB-8. BB hungry? Nah, BB-8. Um, oh, so, gosh. Uh, I don't know. I just I like that. But my my probably my favorite experience that you happen to encounter here is when you're in the cantina looking area and the Jawas come out and they yeah. start to like try and barter with you. So they like, try and take your stuff from you I like and that they'll, a lot. they'll like trade you a droid or whatever. And they enter, they keep inter- they, cause they're like an extended interaction and it's not something you wait for. They mm-hmm. just, it happens, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it feels very Disneyland almost. Uh, uh, yeah. You know that. And it feels like a natural meet and greet that they're just part of the environment, right? That they're just wanderers, you know, yeah. and it, it makes that, Jawa encounter very authentic to the, the movie, I feel like. Um, well, because it adds this weird element of unexpected, like, seediness or danger. It's like, in the movies, Jawas are all, like, you don't really trust Jawas or anything, so when you're walking around and you randomly see Jawa, like, yeah. them trying to barter with you, it adds this cool little, like, ugh. Jawas are right. Well, you have to be out. careful, too, because they'll actually take what you give them and leave. <laughs> like, so be wary of what you're handing them. And, like, because you are going to have I lost, trouble. I lost my girlfriend that way. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, that legitimately happened to me, though. It, it was not the ones in Launch Bay. I learned back when they did the, uh, the, at uh, Sci-Fi Dine-In, yeah. when they had the Star Wars brunch there for a while. Like, one of them took my hat and, like, jokingly, I'm like, okay, you can have it. And then they literally started walking around and tried to give it to other tables. And I was like, no, that's, that is not happening. (laughs) Uh, You can't take it off of my head and say that I'm bartering with it and then 
do that. Like, yeah, that's how you learn get your lice. limits. Yeah, yeah, you've got to be careful with those Jawas. So, um, <laughs> you know, as we learn, but, but that makes it fun. I yeah, it's it, it is. It's a fun, um, you know, fun interaction. I and plus, I think there's a lot of like little funny Easter eggs to look at inside of beyond the props and the characters inside of that launch bay area. Like C three PO's arm. Yeah, the arm is so cool because you're like, oh, that's why his arm's red in the other in the movie. You know, I, and one of my favorite lines in the Force Awakens is, "You probably didn't recognize me because of my red arm." Like, and I'm like. <laughs> Get over yourself, C-3PO. Drama queen. Um, but I... Wait, I what did you justify with that? His arm is inside of the thing. And I said one of my favorite lines in The Force Awakens is when he says, you probably didn't recognize me because of the red arm. Okay, sorry. I didn't know if you tried to say where the storyline from that came from. No, but his arm is inside of the launch I bay. Yeah. I didn't say where the storyline yeah, came from. Yeah, I was half paying attention. and Where did the storyline come from? Uh, it is overly complicated. I played it in one of the extra episodes of um, uh, one of the extra uh, levels of no, not Battlefront Lego Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Oh, you really? Get to go through the story of when he was on a planet with another droid and uh, and why I have that he one. I haven't played it arm. Yet. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to get to there. You'll I'll get there. To play yeah. It. yeah, yeah. Um, I actually forgot I had it till you just said that. I got it the same day as you, so I don't. It's it. it's uh, I've clearly played. It's an allegory years. for communism. Actually, it's very, the red arm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what about you, Craig? What do you think's the best meet and greet area for you? My favorite one. Uh, they're they're all good in their own rights. Like I remember going to Fairy Tale Hall the day it opened up and checking that out to see how they updated it after they kicked out Snow White to the curb. Kicked her in her scary adventure. Yeah, they normally did that. Uh, I I enjoy going inside and meeting BB, uh, not BB-8, Baymax, as well as then uh, Joy and Sadness Mm -hmm. from Inside Out. There's just so many great ones all around. My favorite, actually, is the Royal Summerhus over in Norway, where you meet, it is the Royal Summerhus. Summer what? Summer hoos. Uh, and <laughs> big blowout sale. Yoo-hoo. Yes. And uh, of course, this is right next, technically in the Norway pavilion, but right to the left of it. And this is set up. This is the summer house where uh, Anna and Elsa would go in the summer times on their vacations when they wanted to get away from the palace at Arendelle. I thought it was the guy who was selling all the stuff on the hill. No. No. Oh, no, geez. that's Oaken's trading post. Yeah, that's, that's next door, right? I don't yeah. like Frozen. Everyone knows this. Go on. It doesn't <laughs> matter. You can still know the story without liking it. Uh, um, I know. Rhino, I know this. <laughs> it's Summer Hoose, as in Summer House. I get it. There's a short, and they go to the summer. And it's what the ride's all about. I get it. No, nothing what? with that. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? Absolutely nothing with that. So I blacked it out. I don't want to talk about you it. You can again. You can hate something. But still, no. Too many of the Viking shots. Too many of the Viking shots. Nah, it's it's fine. But regardless, uh, with with this meet and greet part of what makes it awesome, like a lot of the meet and greets Disney's been trying to build lately, is that it does have that story in the queue line. So you go through this this house that Disney Imagineers authentically recreated based on going overseas and, and really studying these types of houses in Norway and Scandinavian countries. So they brought that over and put it right in there. So it has this authentic feel to it, but at the same time, it still feels unique to the Disney animation world. It doesn't feel like out of place. 
that like, oh, I, I would. I can picture this being translated into animation where Anna and Elsa are living here. So what it does is it gives enough for adults to like be interested in and look around in while you're waiting in that line. But it also it also is a little bit, you know, there's stuff for kids to yeah. look to. Yeah. There's areas for kids to climb on because we all know all little kids are monsters that have to climb <laughs> on everything all the yeah. time. And you can yell at me and say, I'll learn when I have kids. I know I, I will, and I will go through that too. But the fact is, I, I don't think I've ever waited in a line with a kid who didn't feel the need to climb on something at some point in time unless they were holding an iPad or an iPhone in front of them. But all that being aside, there's like the little tribute to Maelstrom in that queue too. There's just so many little Easter eggs. And and then the meet and greet itself, you, you get to meet Anna and Elsa. And I think that... They are they are always engaging. They're always very interactive. Uh, like like most Disney princesses, they they can read you pretty much right away to see your level of comfort comfortability uh, right at the start. Knowing like, okay, is this going to be a hold out your arm and let me grab it, or is this going to be oh, do you want to just stand beside me? Uh, they they are usually generally very good yeah. at making you feel as comfortable as possible, and they're great with kids. So. The other great thing about uh, this meet and greet is previous to this meet and greet, they were at uh, Princess Fairytale Hall, and before that, they were kind of just in the uh, wooden building in the Norway Pavilion, and both of those wait times, when they were in the previous locations, were extremely long, and through whatever the magic of Disney, or maybe the hype has just died down on them a little bit, maybe a combination of both, uh, but now it's like, you know, 20, 30 minutes at the most. Well, yeah. there's, there's Disney magic involved. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it's just, it's run well. And best of all, like all the ones we talked about is the dedicated spots. It's air conditioned. And that's exactly always, you know what? I, I don't need fast pass for a character meet and greet as long as I have air conditioning. I and wish that Disney, um, honestly, I think they excel when they, they do stuff like this permanent location. Like when they put their minds to it and are like, okay, we want to make an experience out of this because, um, I mean, even when it's semi-permanent, I, I, I again, I'm going to mention Disneyland, but I, one of the coolest character meet and greet experiences I have was the, when you could meet Thor there inside of, um, what used to be the house of intervention, which is now launch bay on the second floor, you went to Asgard and it like you went through the rainbow bridge and everything. So there was smoke, there was the bridge and then you went in there and the hammer was there and they asked you to try and pick up the hammer. And then obviously only a kid can pick it up. And, and it was just cool because you were in the throne room. And I just think like, it could have just been like how it is now where he roams and you meet him and you're like, Hey Thor, you know, but it had this whole experience. So I really kind of hope that we see more of that maybe in the future a little bit. I understand it's hard because people it's when you have those new characters right away, people want those characters right now. And then, but like stuff where like, People still like Zootopia. They like Nick and Judy. I'd like to see like maybe an area where you can go to the ZPD and meet them, yeah, like you know, cool. and they're at the the station or something like that, or you know, have a couple of films in a row, but have like little mini experiences for that, like how they do Mickey and Two Town and Disneyland and it, stuff. But. It's almost a catch twenty two in a way. I I love these set up experiences where it is. There's more to it. There's a story to it with the queue and yeah. then the waiting process, and then finally getting to meet them. But also at the same time too, I think there's some really to be said about spontaneous character interactions you don't have those as much as walt disney world at walt disney world as you do in disneyland where you'll just randomly walk in and the entire fab five will be out and about and just walking wait, and yeah. you make your own lines not yeah. not indoors no hour waits to meet mickey maybe 
a 20 minute wait and you know that even if he goes and takes a break he'll be right back immediately so the lines are always going to be short it's, yeah it's i i love both of those i agree but yeah. i also see a downside in both of them too so it's it really is tough but regardless it's it there's there's no everyone has their own way they like it exactly and, it's great that Disney provides lots of options mm-hmm. for how to experience these. I agree. So we uh, want to hear from you what your favorite um, character uh, meet and greet areas are. We remember we were talking about the dedicated ones. So, um, but you can tell us where your favorite meet and greet experiences um, were or something like that in the comment section on YouTube if you want. Send it to podcast at disunplug.com. Uh, you can always tweet at us at the Diz on Twitter. Um, and of course, as I always say, we are uh, open to suggestions for future episodes about topics that you'd like to hear us discuss and talk about on the show and um but for that uh thank you everybody for having this conversation thank you guys for watching and listening and we will see you again next time